The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you saw them beat the Milwaukee Bucks, holy healthy. Oh, God, that was so cool. What like, a great game. <laughs> meaningful scale for you, like, to me, as someone who ha- hates the Lakers, right? Like, I've had mm-hmm. it my whole life as a Portland Trailblazer fan. Yeah. Um, it's just embedded in me. And, like, <laughs> w- wishing for them to, to to fail at all, like, like stops along the road yeah. with Kobe, right? But I was like, wow, that's a meaningful win. Yeah, I think it was their best win since the bubble, personally. Since they won, since the game where they won the championship, I think that was like their best win, because LeBron looked awesome, AD looked insane, um, the team chemistry looked great, uh, and it was a really formidable opponent. Like I still, even though the Celtics are on a tear, like I still have the Bucks winning the championship this year. They were at home in Milwaukee. It was the first game of like a long road trip. And there was so much chatter around the league, like after the Pacers loss, which was like so depressing and kind of looked like, okay, maybe it was fool's gold that they won all these games in a row. Like maybe they really are shitty um, to come back from that Pacers loss and have that Milwaukee win. Like I, it's the most meaningful win I can think of in a really long time. It was, I think the season, it could have been the season really. It sounds hyperbolic, but like had they lost that game, especially in like the kind of fashion that they lost the Pacers game, like, that was like a wire to wire victory. I I mean, I think Milwaukee might've come back and was up by like one or two points at a certain point, but for the most part, the Lakers were winning that entire game. It looked very decisive and um, yeah, it was just like a, a super statement win. Yeah, I agree. If, if they continue to play well, Lakers. Yeah. I'm giving you three, four sort of outcomes in terms of betting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> AD MVP. Okay. LeBron MVP. Darvin Ham coach of the year. Lakers to come out of the West. Which of those four outcomes would you would you place your money on? For sure, AD MVP. Like if AD keeps playing like this the rest of the year, he has to end up in like the top three MVP voting. I don't think LeBron really has a chance at MVP at this point. He, I don't think he's the most valuable player on the Lakers right now. Like, like the reason they're winning is because AD is playing like this. Um, 
LeBron's been great the last few games, but like he's not the best player on the team at the moment. And that kind of needed to be true for the last few years. And AD just like wasn't stepping up to make that possible. But LeBron is 38 this month. Yeah. So like he should not be the best player. Like a 38 year old is not going to be the best player in a championship team, just like point blank period. So, and he knows that. Uh, Darvin Ham is coach of the year. Like, I mean, I think he deserves to be mentioned in the conversation, but I think as long as you have players like AD and LeBron, like it's, it would be really rough to get that kind of nod. I don't think anyone, especially with LeBron being like a coach on the floor kind of player, I don't think any of his coaches are ever going to get that kind of credit. Um, them coming out of the West. I mean, the West looks pretty vulnerable at the moment. Like a lot of the teams that were supposed to be kind of juggernauts are not looking like juggernauts. That being said, like I would, I would bet on AD being an MVP before I would bet on them coming out of the West. I saw uh, Rob Palinka by himself at the Phil Knight uh, Classic, Phil Knight Invitational, Thanks. just like scouting, just like by himself on a random uh, baseline. And I was like, who are you scouting, my guy? You have no <laughs> picks. You have no picks. <laughs> yeah. oh. But um, – were you surprised like how fast he got extended given? Oh my God, drama? shocked. Yeah, I mean, surprise, I guess the Lakers make a lot of questionable front office choices. So nothing ever really surprises me. But yeah, that's insane that he got extended. Like there was nothing at that time that should have given them that faith in him. Um, it, I heard Jeannie say something about how like she wanted to show Darwin that like it he wasn't going to have a lot of like changes. Like there was going to be continuity. Like it's like, we're building a team, a team. Like this is the coach we're dedicated to you. This is the GM we're dedicated to you. Like, like wanting to like create like a stable culture, but man, Rob Polinka, like, ugh, I mean, even like getting LeBron, quite frankly, the Lakers front office had nothing to do with that. I don't think, I think LeBron just wanted to play for the Lakers, wanted to play in LA they looked like a disaster and he kind of just didn't care. Cause he just like, I'm LeBron James and I can make anyone good and I'll like come make you good. It's fine. But like, yeah, I, I don't even, they built the championship roster completely by accident. They wanted a big three. They wanted to get Kawhi. Kawhi pulled like a crazy bait and switch on them. And then all that was left was like a bunch of really competent role players that happened to like buy in and be great. But that was not like a stroke of genius, that championship roster. That was like <laughs> dumb luck. And then they blew it up, <laughs> even yeah. though it won a championship. So, like, there's, like, zero evidence that Rob Polinka knows what the fuck he's doing. I, it's, it's wild that he got extended. I have no faith in him. That's no. actually, like, the best thing, as a Laker hater, the best thing that could happen is, <laughs> is Rob Polinka being there. I think the probably the best thing that he does is scouting, like, finding Caruso, yeah. finding Austin Reeves, finding guys that – I mean, when you have no draft picks, like, you have to figure out – No, they're like, amazing at, at – at scouting like undrafted players, but I don't even know if you can give Rob Polinka credit for that. I feel like that's just their, like there are other people obviously in the front yeah. office who get tasked with that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously he was Kobe's guy and like, obviously Kobe means a lot to the Laker franchise. So I'm sure that's part of the loyalty there, but sheesh. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be great if you could, we could all <laughs> fail up to that degree, <laughs> like just in the middle of like an O and whatever nine losing streak or something yeah. like, just like get extended for the next three or four years or whatever they gave him. Like nothing, nothing well. like being a good looking white male. 
just yeah, nothing like it. it really, you know? and, yeah. If you're like an, a middle to upper class white dude who's even relatively good looking, the world is truly your oyster. <laughs> like, you ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. So what happens at the deadline? Do you think? Uh, I, so I think that they're gonna do something. Because I think that's why they waived Matt Ryan is to open up that roster spot. Um, I don't think it's going to be Russ. In my heart of hearts, I really think like the fact that it's gone better is enough for them to justify not um, encumbering themselves to get rid of his contract. Would I love it to be Russ? Yeah, I still would. I don't care that he's been playing better. I still really, really hope that they trade him. What I think is more likely is that they trade Patrick Beverly and maybe Kendrick Nunn and like a pick instead of two picks and get a couple, you know, helpful guys back that aren't like huge difference makers, but that are certainly like Patrick Beverly is like not even really a basketball player right now. He's just like, like a cheerleader. I don't know. He's like not impactful in a basketball way at all. Um, And Kendrick Nunn has been like God awful. So yeah, I guess if they can like make fringe moves like that and then just at least stand pat on the rust coming off the bench thing. Um, I think that's probably their preference. I guess I could see them doing nothing just because they've done that several times. I, I, but I, I, I think that they're going to do something. I think that's why they opened up the roster spot. If there's one player out there or two players that you want, who are they? I mean, I've heard rumors about Terry Rozier. That would be awesome. Um, I think Charlotte's probably going to tank sooner rather than later just because like they've been pretty bad and Wembenyama is like so generational. Um, I'm surprised actually that there aren't more teams obviously tanking already, I guess, because maybe Adam Silver kind of like put down the hammer on that yeah. is the only reason why people are being more subtle. But like, I thought this season was going to be just like a tank fest. Um, so yeah, like Terry Rozier would be cool. Um I mean, I'm still down for the Buddy Heald, Miles Turner situation. Like, I think both of those guys would be really helpful, but um, they didn't look great when the Lakers played the Pacers, which probably didn't really help their case for, like, trade for me. Um, I mean, personally, like, my ideal situation that actually feels realistic is, like, I think the Timberwolves really miss Patrick Beverly. I think they have, like, no culture anymore, and I think he was, like, a bigger part of that than they thought. Um, That's actually the piece that I just wrote just about the Timberwolves. Um, so my ideal situation slash what I think is likely is like the Timberwolves are kind of the only team that like would really give up anything good for Patrick Beverly, I think, because he just was like important to them in a way that he isn't obviously to anyone else. So maybe just like some fringe guys on the Wolves that are helpful and can shoot like a, I don't know, like Austin Rivers, Bryn Forbes and somebody, I don't yeah, just like a couple like kind of competent role guys from the Wolves for Pat Bev um, and maybe I guess a pick if they have to. Um, I think that would be like the most realistic case scenario that would actually be pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Well, you, you mentioned, we talked about, you got discovered in basketball spaces through NBA Twitter. I, what like just finally, I guess 
What's your thought on if it goes away? Where do we go? I don't know. It'd be such a bummer. I mean, like I was, I mean, obviously we were all weirdly like eulogizing Twitter like two weeks ago and it's still here. Super awkward. It's like when you say goodbye to someone at a party and then you like have to come back and wait for your Uber. It's like, oh, I guess we're all still here. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know, because I think the thing about Twitter that's like so special, it would have to be another app that's just like the exact same app, but with a different name pretty much. Because it's like, it's the fastest social media, like it's basically instantaneous reactions to things. And that's what lends itself to like sports discourse so well, because like you could just instantaneously react to what you're seeing and everyone else can too. And so your feed is just like, like when someone does like a crazy dunk, like when AD dunked on two people the other night, my whole timeline was like, oh my God, Anthony Davis. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And if you try to do that on like Instagram or TikTok or anything, it's like, it's just completely different formats. Um, so I would say either it would be replaced by something very similar or I don't know, do we go back to like chat rooms and like fucking like weird, like, uh, yeah, I don't even know, like message boards, like it's bleak um because i think twitter's great like it's kind of a nightmare but like in in a good way it's a nightmare because it's just like so democratic like you just can say whatever immediately and that's kind of cool i mean i wish i had an owner that cared about like racism and homophobia and misogyny like it could be improved in those ways and it, it it's a feeder system for a lot of harassment but as far as being someone who talks about sports like yeah it's the goat app for sure. There's yeah, none, I think so none are close. And I'm like, there are people on that app that I love on Twitter, but I don't, when I log off, it's not like I remember. 100%. Like, I'm also like, there, oh, yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, this person. I'm not going to go to another app and be like, you know who I need to find is yeah. like Nick's Tape 99. Like, no, 1000%. <laughs> also, I was, I was writing about this like that night, but like, there are people on Twitter who like, I genuinely like, I know when they've had babies and like when they've gotten married and I'm like so happy for them. But like, if you ask me like what city they live in, I'd be like, I have no clue. Like, I don't know anything about, I don't know their last names. I don't know where they live, but I'm like invested in their lives. Like I care. And it's just, it's such a weird, surreal thing to be like, oh, if Twitter was wiped off the face of the earth, like I would just never know what happened to those people. Well, it has been a fun chat. I can yeah. go on and on. You got to get to mobile to find. Yeah, I got to go back to phone. <laughs> you know, Claire uh, revealed to us that she lost her cell phone. So she's been yeah. she's been naked. You know, no cell phone I this mean, entire yeah. time without just sitting in front of the laptop. <laughs> yeah, just getting iMessage on the on the the, the the Apple MacBook. So yeah, we appreciate you. Check Claire out. You can find her on Twitter if it still exists. Uh, yeah. Claire with an E C L A I R E. MPLS. Is that Minneapolis? It is. Yeah, it's from when I lived in Minneapolis. Yeah, Claire <laughs> Minneapolis, MPLS. Give her a follow. Also, check out her band, Tiny Deaths. Writes for The Guardian. She's here to tell us a bunch of funny stuff online. So, follow her. Amazing. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's so cool to like actually be able to talk to you face to face. Yeah, women in the space are few and far between. Especially I know, solidarity. Like funny ones and ones that are like going to give anti-Rudy Gobert takes. So. Oh my God, always. Count on me. Check I out The Guardian that. next week for more <laughs> anti-Rudy Gobert takes. Oh, I can't wait for that. Thanks so yes. much. Thank you. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Friday with an all-new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini-episodes, which drop almost every single day. 
follow the heat check as the 2023 season is in full swing. Please do not forget to download, subscribe. Please tell your friends and follow us on social at, at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram.